In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday, the Coptic month, Habib, and the readings of the four Sundays are about service and ministry in general. As you know, the Lord commissioned in the beginning 12, the 12 disciples, and then he commissioned the 70 apostles. The Gospel of today from Luke chapter 10 is about the commission of the 70 apostles. And if we analyze the commission of the Lord, actually the Lord gave them 12 instructions. I will go over them quickly to understand what the Lord is expecting from the ministers and the servants of his church. The first instruction is about prayer. He told them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Prayer is an essential element in ministry. Because without prayer, we will be serving, relying on our own power and relying on our own strength. And definitely we will fail. But when we pray, actually you are relying on the grace of God. And God, prayer, uh, God will send laborers to the harvest. Also God will support the servants uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit in their ministry. That's why it's very, very important to pray. And this commandment is not only for the servants and the ministers, but this commanded for all the people. Everyone actually should pray. Pray for the servant. Pray that God may send laborers to the harvest. Pray for the strength of the servant. Pray for the truth that the servant may be witnesses for the word of truth. Many people actually, unfortunately, they don't fast the apostles fast. And they say, we, we should not actually participate in this fast. It's not important like, for example, the great fast or the advent. But if you think about it, this fast is dedicated to prayer for the service. So I believe that every single person, every believer should participate in this fast because of its importance. We, we pray and fast for the ministry. The Lord said about Satan, this kind cannot come out by anything except by prayer and fasting. So when we see the evil around us is growing, everyone should participate in fasting and prayer that God actually may give power, give victory to the service and the ministry. The second point the Lord spoke about is meekness. He told them, go your way, behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. When the Lord said as lamb among wolves, he meant that we should not lose our nature as meek and humble people. The Lord told us, learn from me because I am meek and uh, of a lowly heart. Many of us, when we see people around us treating us uh, not nicely, and not kindly, 
then our nature change and we don't become kind to them. That is not the true servant. This is not the true believer. The true believer should continue to be a lamb even if he is attacked by the wolves. Even he is attacked by unkind and harsh people. We should not lose our nature. And also by saying, I send you as lambs among wolves, he meant expect tribulation, expect hardships, expect affliction in your ministry, and have a strong heart. St. Ignatius of Antioch said, God send us as lambs among wolves, so that the wolves may devour us, then they will turn into lambs. And there is an example, uh, St. Stephen, Actually, when the people looked at his face, they find his face shining like an angel. So he was a lamb. And at that time, St. Paul, before his conversion, was like a wolf, want to devour St. Stephen. And he approved the martyrdom of St. Stephen. But yes, St. Stephen was martyred. But this scene, seeing St. Stephen accepting to die for Christ, and forgiving those who stoned him and praying for them actually pierced the heart of St. Paul. So this lamb turned a wolf-like soul before his conversion into a great saint, uh, St. Paul. This is what exactly St. Ignatius meant when he said, the wolves will devour us and then they will turn into lambs. Then the Lord, the third point, he told them, carry neither money, bag, knapsack, nor sandals. So he sent them without gold, without silver, without money. He told them, I don't want you to rely on any earthly resources. I want you to rely on me. And the twelve, when they returned, he asked them, I send you with no gold, no silver, no money. Did you need anything? So he told him, no master. The Lord actually will supply and will provide for our needs. We should not rely in our service or our ministry on earthly things. We should rely only on God, not on earthly things. Uh, many people say, we are not like this church, this church is rich, but our church is poor. This mindset is against the instruction of the Lord, because here we give glory to the richness and, and the resources of the world. But St. Peter and St. John, when they entered the temple and they found the paralytic man sitting at the door of the temple, Peter and, and John told him, we don't have silver or gold because the Lord sent them without silver and gold. But what we have, we will give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. If they have silver and gold, they would have given him some money, and that's it. But actually, the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ was more rich and more precious than the silver and gold. And here, actually, I remember the story of St. Mark when he went to Egypt. Uh, if he carried, the Lord told them, don't carry two sandals. If St. Mark actually carried another sandal with him, another shoes with him, then when his shoes was torn, he would just replace it with the other one. But he did not have another shoe. That's why he went 
to Enianus to repair, fix his shoes. And this was a door for the ministry. And Enianus became the first patriarch uh, for the Coptic Church after St. Mark. And his house became the first church in Egypt. So here actually, when St. Mark listened to the Lord and did not take another pair of shoes with him, this actually opened a door of ministry in the land of Egypt. The fourth point, the Lord wants the servants to be focused, not distracted in their ministry. That's why he told them, greet no one along the road and remain in the same house eating and drinking. So remain in the same house, don't greet. Don't greet doesn't mean to be not nice to the people or not kind to the people. But he meant, don't get distracted. Your ministry is to preach the word of God. Don't let anything else distract you. Sometimes Satan actually distracts us in our ministry with many projects, many ideas, many uh, social activities. And we focus, we, we, we lose the focus why we are here. Uh, I see sometimes churches completely drifted away through the social activities and they forget what is the call of the church. The church is a house of salvation, house of repentance. So that is our goal. That's what we should focus on. We should not be distracted with any other activities that take us away from the calling of the Lord. That's why he told us, don't greet anyone. Don't move from house to house. Stay in the same house. Focus on your ministry. Your ministry is to say to the people, the kingdom of God is at hand. Number five, he told them, you are carrying a message of peace. Message of peace. That's why he told them, whatever house you enter, whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. So God is the king of peace. His children, his servants should be peacemakers, should deliver the message of peace. Some servants actually, they make conflict with, with people and they clash with them. Power struggle, control issues. All these things will not make them peacemakers. A true servant of God should carry message of peace and also he himself should be a peacemaker. When he enters any house, he should bring peace to this house. So we expect the servants of God, if there is a conflict in a house or a clash in, in, in the community, then the servant will bring peace and make message, uh, reconciliation among the people of that house or among the people of uh, the, the church or the community. But as I said, Unfortunately, somebody joined the board, somebody joined the service, somebody joined any activity, and then the presence of this person makes conflict, make division, make power struggle. This is not the message of peace. The Lord said, go and say peace. Peace is not just word, but your action, your behavior should bring peace to the class, to the community, to the board, to the service, to the ministry. Then the Lord told them also, uh, you have another message, is message of healing, message of healing. He told them, and heal the, the sick there. Whether physical healing 
or psychological healing or spiritual healing. That's why the Lord gave us the uh, mystery or the sacrament of the unction of the sick. Because when there is somebody who is sick, we as servants, we should go ask about this person, pray for him, anoint him with oil, and then we leave the whole case in the hand of God to do according to his own will. But also there is a psychological healing here. When somebody is uh, broken, have broken heart, somebody goes through difficult time, the servant of God should actually bring healing to this soul by words of compassion, by sympathizing with this person, by um, empathizing with him and connecting him to God so the God of mercy and compassion can comfort this person. Also, mainly a spiritual healing through repentance and returning back to God. Sick, sin is an illness that destroys our spirit. And we as servants, we have also to bring healing to the souls that are destroyed by the illness of sin. Also, the Lord asked them to be content, to be content their uh, ministry. He told them, remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give for, uh, as they give. Eating and drinking such things as they give. So, whatever they, yeah, it's provided to you, just accept it with contentment. Don't be demanding. Don't actually ask for special treatment. Don't ask for a special dealing with you. No, a servant of God should be content. And we have St. Paul, a very good example in, in, in contentment. He said in Philippians chapter 4, I trained myself to be content in everything. I know how to be hungry and how to be full. I know how to be abased and how to be abound. Contentment is a very important element in the ministry. Uh, St. Paul himself, although in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, the Pauline letter of today, uh, he said that the laborers is worthy of his wages and the servant of the altar should eat from the altar. So although this is right, but St. Paul said, I did not use this right, but I worked by myself to support my ministry and also to support uh, people who are serving with me. He said, I did not actually burden you by my needs or the needs of the people around me. So here the Lord asked his servant to be content and don't burden the people whom they are serving. Also, he told them to give the people, that's number eight, a message of hope and a message of joy. He told them, go and preach to the people, tell them the kingdom of God has, ne come, has come near to you. We were exalted from the paradise of joy. And we felt that the kingdom of God is very, very far from us. It's impossible for us to go back to the kingdom of God. It's impossible to be saved and to go to heaven. But with the incarnation of the Son of God and with the salvation that he fulfilled on the cross, now the kingdom of God is closed for everybody. Just you accept the Lord and walk godly in the fear of God, then you are a member in the family of God. You are a member in, in the kingdom of God. So it is message of joy and message of hope. Some servants 
actually when you listen to them at the end you feel uh, you fall in despair you, you you feel that you are very very far from the kingdom of god this not what the lord asked the 70 to do the lord actually told them no go preach to the people there is hope christ came to open the kingdom of god for you the kingdom of god has become near to you also the lord told them to give a message of repentance and a message and a warning to those who will reject the word of god he told them whatever city you enter and they not re- they do not receive you go out into its streets and say the very dust of your city which clings to us we wipe off against you nevertheless know this that the kingdom of god has come near to you so here it's a message of warning and repentance the kingdom of god has come near to come near to you but you rejected the kingdom of god you rejected to accept it then actually even the dust that cling to our shoes will be a witness against you that the that the kingdom of god has come close and near to you but you reject it it's a warning but repent and if you repent god actually will accept you and he continued the warning and he told sodom and gomorrah will be in a better condition than the city that rejected the word of god Corazin Bethsaida, actually they they will be in a worse condition because they rejected the word of God. After this, the Lord told them to respect the free will and the free and the choice of the people. So he didn't told them if the people reject you, just force them to accept the word, even by sword, even by torturing them until they become Christian. No, he told them, if a city rejected you, just leave them. During the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, two cities from Samaria closed their gates and refused to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. John and James became very angry and said to the Lord, should we pray and ask fire comes from heaven to burn these two cities? So the Lord told them, no, the Son of Man did not come to destroy the world or to condemn the world but to save the world if this door is closed let us go to another door to another city and that's what he did so the lord did not impose himself or impose his word on anyone but he actually warned them and gave them a message of hope message of repentance and at the end it's your choice to accept or to reject the word of God. With acceptance there is salvation. With reject with rejecting the word of God, there is condemnation. But at the end it is your choice. Number eleven, the Lord gives them authority. Authority over the demons when he told them, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you and also he gave them authority when he told them he who hears you hears me and he who rejects you rejects me and he who rejects me reject him the father who sent me so there is authority here authority we should use it 
for the benefit of the ministry and the benefit of others. If someone abused the authority, he will be accountable to God. God give us this authority to <coughs> serve the people and to wash their feet and to bring healing, joy, peace, love, not to abuse the authority and to rule over the people. So yes, there is authority. There is authority also over the kingdom of darkness to cast out demon. And we should not be afraid from the demons. But with this authority that God gave us, we know that we will enter into the house of the strong man, Satan. We will bind through the grace of God this strong man and we will release through the work of the Holy Spirit. Those who are taken captive by Satan, they will be released from the house of the Satan and bring them to the house of God. So there is authority here. And the 70, when they returned, they were very happy when actually they saw that the demons are subject to them in the Lord's name. And this takes us to the last point, the joy of the servant. The Lord told them, don't rejoice because you can make uh, miracles or you can cast out demons, but the real joy of a servant that your name has written in the book of life. Sometimes we are happy when we are followed with many people, we are happy when people praise us, we are happy when uh, we do miracles or we cast out demons, uh, we are happy with the signs, but this should not actually bring joy to our heart because this can make us fall in pride and vain glory. But the true joy of a servant is his name is written in the book of life. His name and the names of those whom he is serving written in the book of life. So these are 12 important points that the Lord instructed the 70 to consider before uh, going to ministry. And these points are still very, very valid. And we need to remind ourselves with these points in our ministry. Glory be to God forever and ever.